Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I decided to go a little different direction tonight for all the ladies in the house. And the title of my message is A Cinderella Story. Gentlemen, do not check out, okay? This is gonna be all about you as well. And no, you're not just gonna be the prince. There's gonna be some good um, things to unpack in the movie tonight, but I wore my, I couldn't find my glass slippers. So I wore my plastic ones from Amazon that are actually way more comfortable than glass slippers would probably be. So um, just tried to get in the theme of things tonight, but it's super funny. Marco um, would always tell me as a little boy, he had a big crush on Cinderella. And so he was like, someday I wanna marry a blonde girl like Cinderella. And then I'm like, well, this is perfect because I had a crush on Aladdin. And so all of our dreams have come true. Dreams really do come true, you guys. <laughs> true story. True story. But, um, you know, tonight's not just going to be about princes and princesses. We're not really going to go that route tonight. So don't worry. And we're not going to do the cartoon. I'm not going to put you guys through that. It's going to be the live action Cinderella, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, but there's a lot of controversy around fairy tales. I feel like fairy tales get a bit of a bad rap. You know, it's like... I don't really buy into the whole like happily ever after. And, you know, that's just not really how life works out. But I think like every little girl and even every little boy, if you're honest, you grew up watching some of these fairy tale stories with so many dreams in your heart, with so much hope in your heart of what life could be and what could happen in the future. And then we go through difficult things in our life and suddenly we become a little bit jaded. We become a little bit um, cynical, a little bit skeptical. And we start to think, you know, that's just the kind of stuff that happens in the movies. That's not how my story's ever been. That's not how it's ever going to be. That's not where it's going to end. But I want to encourage you tonight because it's really my experience in my own life and what I've seen in the lives of so many people in this house that when you come to Jesus, when you encounter the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it doesn't matter what your story was. It doesn't matter the things you've been through in your past, the things that you've done, the things that have been done to you, but you can bring your whole story, your whole heart, your whole life to the feet of Jesus. And he is able to restore. He's able to put back together. He's able to take what the enemy meant for evil and use it for good and give you a happily ever after. I never get tired of telling the story of my beautiful, my dad and his beautiful wife, Carol, who, dad, at the age of 65, right, you restored really your whole life. You gave your life to Jesus. God put you back together, set you free from addiction, gave you a beautiful wife in the house of God. You are living your best days, and you are the constant reminder to us all that it is never too late. So come on. How good is God? If he can do it for them, man, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Nothing too hard for the Lord. So personally, I believe in fairy tales and we're gonna go down a few clips of one tonight. And actually, I really wanna encourage you to find yourself in the story and find what God is saying to you as we go through this. 
Um, and I had this picture coming into tonight that there's some of us in the room and we've been a little bit living on the outside of the plan that God has for us. And maybe because of some things you've gone through recently, maybe things of your past that are coming back up, you found yourself sort of on the outside of the purpose and the calling and the plan that God has for you. And you feel like you're on the outside looking in, maybe some doubt, some discouragement has set in. And I feel the Holy Spirit wants to yank you out of that place tonight, set you back on the path that he has for you and you are going to experience every good and perfect thing that God has. So in case you haven't seen Cinderella, which I really hope you have, and if you haven't, you're going to go home and watch it tonight. But the, tw the 2015 version, I think it is, um, the story of Cinderella is, you know, her mom dies as a little girl and her dad gets remarried to this woman who already has two daughters. And it's like the evil stepmother and like the wicked stepsisters who are so mean to Cinderella and they get married. And then in this version, the father goes off to travel somewhere for work and he is catches cold and he does not return home. So Cinderella is left with this evil stepmother and these stepsisters and nobody to really take care of her or see her or, you know, they're just horribly wicked to Cinderella. And so there's one particular scene where they've moved her up to the attic. They said, that's the perfect place for you. You can pack your things, move to the attic. And they make her, you know, start cleaning the house and, and sweeping the ashes and working day in and day out as pretty much their little slave. And she's really the daughter of the father who had passed away. She's the actual heir to everything that her father owns, but she's banished to the attic and she's overlooked and she's shut away and hidden. And so we are going to watch clips number one, and um, this is what Cinderella does in that moment. Perhaps it was just as well that Ella's stepsisters were cruel, for had she not run to the forest, she might never have met the prince. I must confess I've never met him before. He is a friend of yours. An acquaintance. We met just now. I looked into his eyes and, and he looked into mine and I just felt he had a great deal left to do with his life. That's all. Miss, what do they call you? Never mind what they call me. You shouldn't be this deep in the forest alone. I'm not alone, I'm with you, Mr. What do they call you? <laughs> you don't know who I am. That is, they call me Kit, or my father does, when he's in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you live, Mr. Kit? At the palace. My father's teaching me his trade. You're an apprentice? Of a sort. That's very fine. Do they, do they treat you well? Oh, better than I deserve, most likely. <laughs> and you? They treat me as well as they are able. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. So point number one, had she not run to the forest, she might never have met the prince. 
And I want you to consider some of the things that you've journeyed through in your life, maybe some of the things that you're going through right now. And often we find ourselves in a difficult time, in a situation that was unexpected or a disappointment or a sudden loss, and we find ourselves running from something that we didn't expect to happen to our life. But God has a way of taking what we thought was something bad for us and using it to lead us to the very destiny and the very promise and the very thing that he has for us. And so Cinderella didn't know she was meeting the prince, right? She thought she was meeting this nice gentleman who lives at the palace, who works for his father. But God had a sense of destiny on her life. And I want you to consider Romans 8, 28. I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. It says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. And it's my belief that God has a designed purpose set aside for each and every one of us. It's a calling. It's an anointing on our life. It's something that he planned for us before he even formed us in our mother's womb. It says in Jeremiah, it says he knew us. He set us apart and he called us. And so each and every one of us in this room, not just the people that you see up on the stage or in the front, every person here tonight, you have a calling and a destiny that is designed by God. And oftentimes we walk through difficult things with difficult people and we tend to lose our hope and run from the very thing that God is using to bring us to our destiny. I want to bring a few examples from my life that I didn't know that God was up to something um, when I thought that my world was crashing down. So I told you the story um, a few weeks ago about when I was in high school and I kissed, or I was in junior high and I kissed an older boy and my parents got really mad at me. They took me out of the public school and they said, you are going to the Catholic school down the street. And I was like, mom, we are not even Catholic. What are you doing? You're ruining my life. And it was the worst thing that had ever happened to me as a 14 year old girl and leaving all my my friends, you know, feeling like I had disappointed my parents, feeling like I had to start over. I knew nobody. I was insecure. Um, and then a few years later at this very Catholic school, I met my very own Prince Charming. Aladdin came walking down the hallway caught my eye and it was happily ever after, but I see the hand of God at a time in my life where I felt vulnerable. I felt like my world had been turned upside down. The rug had been ripped out from under me, but God was moving me closer and closer to the destiny and the purpose and the plan that he had for me. Um, Another example, I think about when I was even younger and my parents got divorced. For anybody, this is a difficult time in your life. There's a lot that goes on between the parents and the kids. And of course, it was difficult. But God was able to bring my stepdad into my life and gave me two wonderful dads to love me and to take care of me and to protect me. And now when I need somebody, I have two incredible people in my life that I get to call. And I just look at the hand of God, like what the enemy meant for evil, God has meant for good in my life life. And what about yours? I remember when we were newly married and we were working as youth pastors. We had our first child and we were making, I think, 3000 a month living in Forest Ranch in San Diego and trying to make a living. And I remember month after month, we would run out of gas. We would run out of money for food. We would run out of money for diapers and uh, money to pay our rent. So we were always in the negative, always you know, looking for scraps, looking for change in the couch cushions, you know, trying not to call our parents, but we had to pretty much every month for those beginning years. And it was at that time that Marco's mom, she was going through a lot of stress in her company and she started having a heart condition. 
And I remember this was really scary at the time. We were waiting for the results and we found out that she had had an enlarged heart because of the massive amount of stress that she was under. And it was just beating and working too hard. And so she said, you know what? I think I need to retire. Who do you think I should pass the business to? And we were staying at her house over the weekend because we had no money for food. So we went to TJ to stay at her house to like have her cook for us and take care of us as adults with our own child because we were in dire straits. And that was when the Holy Spirit spoke to Marco and he said, I know you've never thought of being a customs broker. I know this wasn't on your radar, but it's time for you to take the business. It's time for you to step into the marketplace and fulfill really the calling to prosper and to create wealth for the kingdom of God that's always been on the inside of you. But it took something that we felt was a negative, that we felt was a hardship, one of the most difficult seasons of our life for God to turn us and push us and thrust us into the place of destiny that we are so grateful for today. And uh, the last example, well, a couple more, disappointment of 2020. Anybody, did anyone go through a few unexpected disappointments in 2020? But it led us to step out and be the change and run for office and do something we never thought we would do, but God always knew that we would do because it was a purpose and a plan and an assignment that was on our life. But it took a negative circumstance to push us out the door and into the unknown to fulfill the call of God. And, you know, I think a few years ago, it's been almost six years ago now, that we were running from a really... Um, painful place that we had experienced in ministry and in church. And, you know, some of us have gone through different forms of hurt in the church and our past. And we were running for our lives in that season. We were so confused. We were so alone. And we didn't know. We thought we were running from one thing, but we were about to bump into a little place called Awaken Church. And everything in our life was about to change. And I really believe that's the story of all of us in this room tonight, that we were on our journey from point A to point B. We found ourselves in this incredible house of God. We bumped right into our destiny. And as we are planted in this house, and this is like a word for some of you tonight, watch what God is going to do. Watch the fruit that's going to grow in your marriage, in your kids, in your career, in your future. Watch what God is going to do. That's not by accident that we find ourselves in Awakened Church tonight. And I feel like we are the most blessed people in all of San Diego and all of the world because God would put us in a place like this to help us grow and fulfill the calling on our life. But I want you to just bring an awareness tonight that we serve a God who brings you out to bring you in. He doesn't just bring you out of situations. He doesn't just rescue you. He doesn't just set you free. He doesn't just deliver you. He doesn't just get you out of the bad situation like the children of Israel. He didn't just get them out of slavery in Egypt so they could wander the rest of their life, but he brought them into a place that was the promised land, into their destiny, into the future of the the next generations that would serve God and that would establish his kingdom on the earth. And so some of the things, some of you guys are in that in-between where you've been set free. You know, we had an amazing freedom night last week and you found yourself on the other side of some crazy things that have gone on in your past, but get ready for what God is about to do because he's a God who brings you out to bring you in to something you could, you know, that's so much bigger. His word says, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And that is us. So back to our movie, because we have a lot of clips and a lot of points to get through tonight. But um, for Cinderella in this situation, things go from bad to worse, um, which maybe you can relate to that tonight. But um, she got a little bit excited because an invitation came saying every woman in the land was invited to go to the royal ball to meet the prince so he could find his wife. So she's like, oh my goodness, every woman, that means even I can go. However, 
the stepmother and the stepsisters have no intention of letting Cinderella go to the ball. So let's roll clip number two. My dear girls, to see you like this, it makes me believe one of you might just snare the prince. And to think I have two horses in the race. I dare say no one in the kingdom will outshine my daughters. Cinderella? It cost you nothing. It was my mother's old dress, you see, and I took it up myself. Ooh la! Cinderella at the ball! <laughs> no one wants a servant for a bride. After all I've done... I don't want to ruin anything. I don't even want to meet the prince. No, and you won't. Because there's no question if you're going. But all of the maidens of the land are invited, by order of the king. It is the king I am thinking of. It would be an insult to the royal personage to take you to the palace dressed in these old rags. Rags? This was my mother's. Oh, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but your mother's taste was questionable. This thing is so old-fashioned, it's practically falling to pieces. <gasps> the shoulder's frayed. Oh, oh, it's falling to pieces. Oh, it's a ridiculous old-fashioned joke. <laughs> How could you? How could I otherwise? I will not have anyone associate my daughters with you. It would ruin their prospects to be seen arriving with a ragged servant girl. Because that is what you are. And that is what you will always be. Now mark my words. You shall not go to the ball. Wow. This is getting intense, guys. <laughs> Point number two is you are not a ragged servant girl and you better bet your bottom dollar you are going to the ball. Can I get an amen? Many of us on our journey with the Lord will go through things in our life where we are faced with what I want to call the spirit of that evil stepmother. And oftentimes, you know, it can operate, yes, in our thoughts that we think about ourselves, but usually it manifests in a person that the enemy tries to bring into our life at a time when we are most vulnerable, when we have gone through something extremely difficult, when we are in that low season of our life to try to speak words of death, to try to speak lies over our life that we, because of our our vulnerability, we actually come into agreement with those lies because we've already been beaten down. Cinderella's already lost her parents. Cinderella's already gone through the most unimaginable traumas. And here she has this encounter with Satan himself dressed in a green dress, telling her, you are just a ragged servant girl. The devil doesn't know our future, but he knows the threat when he sees one. Just like Jorge Mendez was saying tonight, the devil knows the playbook. He can see when you carry the glory of God. He can see when you bear the image of God, when you're called to greatness, when you reflect the glory of God. I think of, you know, um, Lucifer in heaven, seeing the glory of God and seeing God being worshiped and he wanted it for himself. And so when he sees somebody walking in the goodness and the glory and the magnificence of their heavenly father, he wants it for himself. So he's aware when we're a threat and he does not play fair. He does not play nice. He does not play by the rules and he goes for the jugular. He goes for the most vulnerable place, the most vulnerable place of something that we've gone through, something that we've walked through and he comes to speak lies. The 
Bible actually tells us that he is the father of all lies. He, there's no truth in him. And so there is nothing good. Anytime you hear something negative about yourself, it's not actually even from you. It's not from God. It is from the father of lies who there is no truth in him. If we can make if he, the enemy, can make us believe that we are unworthy, unwanted, uninvited, and unqualified, we will never actually show up to the places that we were meant to be. So Cinderella was meant to go to the ball, to fall in love with the prince, but the enemy came just before her moment of breakthrough, just before that moment where she was about to step into the greatest turnaround, the greatest moment of blessing. Every promise that was for her was about to come true, and the enemy came like a sneaky little snake to tell her who she was, which we know is not the truth. And I want to, you know, I just want you to think tonight, and I know that in a room this size, it's almost all of us who have journeyed through something where somebody spoke a negative word over us, or somebody, maybe it was when we were younger, maybe it was even a well-meaning parent who dealt with their own pain, dealt with their own issues, and they spoke something over us that we actually came into agreement with. And I, I teach it to my kids like this. If, if, if Satan tells you a lie and you come into agreement with it, you actually come under it. And so then anything you ever try to do in your life, that's your ceiling. Everywhere you go, every relationship you have, every friendship, every romantic relationship, every opportunity, you actually have come into agreement with the lie about yourself and you'll never actually step out into the places that God has called you. And I just think how many opportunities have we missed? How many relationships have we missed out on or messed up because we didn't believe that we were good enough or that someone told us something that we came into agreement with? And... We're going to get to a few, it's going to get good, guys. It's going to get a little deeper. We're going to take this a little deeper. I'm trying to ease us in. But um, you know the story of Cinderella. The fairy godmother comes right after this point. We're not going to show it because she's a little creepy in this movie. Uh, be forewarned if you watch it. But the fairy godmother comes, which I like to think is the Holy Spirit, and and visits Cinderella and puts her back toge- together, gives her the most beautiful blue gown, turns her pumpkin into a carriage. And this is the magic of every fairy tale, right? This is the part that we're like, okay. But honestly... This, I feel like there's a lot of parallels here, but he puts her back together. She, the fairy godmother, not the Holy Spirit, puts her back together, sends her off to the ball where she meets the prince. They fall in love. They dance together all night. She captivates all of his attention. And then at the stroke of midnight, she runs down the steps. She leaves her glass slipper and she runs home with just one before she turns back into regular Cinderella. Then she goes, we're going to fast forward to this next clip where she goes to find where she hid her glass slipper from her stepmother. Are you looking for this? There must be quite a story to go with it. Won't you tell me? No? All right, then. I shall tell you a story. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful young girl who married for love, and she had two loving daughters. All was well, but one day, her husband, the light of her life, died. The next time, she married for the sake of her daughters, but that man too was taken from her. 
and she was doomed to look every day upon his beloved child. She had hoped to marry off one of her beautiful, stupid daughters to the prince, but his head was turned by a girl with glass slippers. And so I lived unhappily ever after. My story would appear to be ended. Now, tell me yours. Did you steal it? It was given to me. Given to you. Given to you. Nothing is ever given. For everything you must pay and pay. That's not true. Kindness is free. Love is free. Love is not free. Now, here is how you will pay me if you were to have what you desire. No one will believe you, a dirty servant girl without a family, if you lay claim to the prince's heart. But with a respectable gentlewoman to put you forward, you will not be ignored. When you are married, you will make me the head of the royal household. Anastasia and Drizella, we will pair off with wealthy lords, and I shall manage that boy. But he's not a boy. And who are you? How would you rule a kingdom? Best to leave it to me. That way we all get what we want. No. No. I was not able to protect my father from you, but I will protect the prince and the kingdom. No matter what becomes of me. Well, that is a mistake. It. I've tried to be kind to you. You? Kind to me? Yes. And though no one deserves to be treated as you have treated me, why do you do it? Why? Why? Because you are young and innocent and good and I... Point number three, are you the stepmother or are you Cinderella in this story? Plot twist. You know, we look at two women who've gone through a great deal of pain, a great deal of misfortune. It's a tale as old as time. Hurt people, hurt people. And we see, you know, behind the curtain of the stepmother's life, what made her so twisted, what made her so wicked, what turned her into the evil person that she is. But my question tonight is, have some of us in the room allowed the things that we've walked through to turn us into someone who is full of bitterness, who is full of unforgiveness, have the things that we walked through in our lives, have they hardened our hearts towards other people? You know, this is obviously an extreme depiction, but if you were to search your heart tonight with the Holy Spirit, are there things that have tainted your perspective on relationships, on friendships, on doing life with other people? Is it hard for you to celebrate when other people are blessed because you can only look through the lens of your own pain. And I really believe this is something that every Christian, every follower of God, like there's nobody in the room that's exempt from this. We all have layers to our story. And these are the things that actually keep us from fulfilling our destiny, from bringing us into the very places, the very palaces that we are meant to occupy because we've not dealt with the unforgiveness and the bitterness that's in our heart. 
Don't let pride convince you that your pain is greater than someone else's. And I hear this all the time. I would do what that person does, or I would be where they are, but they don't understand what I've been through. They don't understand what's happened to me. And, you know, if they had gone through what I've gone through, they would be just like me too. But it's foolish to compare our trauma against somebody else's trauma. And it actually, what it does is it justifies our behavior and it keeps us in a place of victimhood when we cannot take responsibility and we cannot look, you know, around us and say, everybody's been through something. Everybody's been through something difficult. You see the happiest people up here preaching from a place of victory and love and hope. And they're so full of joy. You see the worship leaders, you see our prayer team, you see who you drop your kids off with in kids church. You see the high team with the biggest smiles in the whole room. These are not just people who have not had a difficult past. In fact, they are some of the people that have had the hardest things, that have overcome the most pain, the most ridicule, the most difficult circumstances. And they're able to love God and to love people with a pure heart because they've dealt with the bitterness and the unforgiveness forgiveness. And I just love this picture, the scene of Cinderella, that she's able to stay sweet. She's able to stay sweet and full of joy and full of hope and full of compassion to, for others, despite the pain and the trauma that she's been through. And I really believe it's only God. It is only the Holy Spirit who can allow us to stay soft when life wants to make us hard. And honestly, when sometimes when we see people that sort of treat us like that stepmother or, you know, maybe it's just like, you know, it's not here at church, but it's like at the grocery store, or at Trader Joe's or wherever we are. And you're like, wow, honestly, you must have been going through something so difficult. And it's really shifted my perspective to have compassion for people that sort of act like that crazy stepmother and to check myself when I am acting like that. That's a picture that I don't want to be. And um, I think it's good. It's a good reminder for all of us of what we can become if we don't deal with the pain in our heart. So Cinderella never let the world or people or circumstances of her life stop her from believing in her destiny. And let's find out what happens to Cinderella. Clip number four. Apprentice still learning his trade. Please. Mm -hmm. 
part that we didn't get to see is when the king and the prince and all of the king's guards traveled throughout the land trying to find who fit this slipper. And they put it, you know, every girl in the land tried to shove her foot, tried to, you know, say, oh, it's shrunk. It's too small. Just give me a second. I'm just swollen. This is actually my slipper. But they all tried to fit their foot in this shoe of the glass slipper. But point number four is the glass slipper only fits you. And the king's guards actually came to Cinderella's house and the stepmother and the stepsisters, they all tried to shove their foot in it. They said, okay, Cinderella must not be here. We'll be on our way. And they began to hear her sing throughout out the window. They heard a voice from upstairs and they said, is there anyone else living in this house? And the king's guard pushed through. They whisked Cinderella down the stairs. Of course, it fit perfectly. And I just feel a sense tonight that there's some of us that have felt a little bit like Cinderella like we have had a calling on our life. There was a season where we had great hope for the future. There was a season where we were confident and secure that the promises of God were gonna come to pass in our life. And somewhere along the way, we were confronted with that spirit of the wicked stepmother, with those lies of the enemy. And we came into agreement with them and we felt like things were over. We felt like all of that excitement had faded and we found ourselves hidden in a place of obscurity, in a place of disillusionment and a place of feeling like you are on the outside looking in. And a lot of times what happens is that's when comparison sets in. That's when you begin to see other people in front of you who are getting there before you and you feel overlooked and you feel unseen and you feel rejected by God himself at times. But I feel the Holy Spirit coming tonight to encourage you and to bring some wind in your sails and remind you that you are his chosen one. And I think about the story of King David when he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. And Samuel the prophet goes to the house of Jesus and he's looking for the next king. He's looking for the one who would reign and who would rule and who would lead the people of God. And he comes into the house and all the brothers line up and they're all tall and they're all handsome and they're all warriors and they're all look fit to be the next king. But Samuel says, no, is there someone else here? There's gotta be someone else. So they bring David in from behind the scenes. They bring David in from the back, tending to the sheep. They never even considered him as an option. And they bring him in and the spirit of the Lord tells Samuel, it's him, it's him. And I hear the Lord tonight telling you, it's you. It's you, it's you. It doesn't matter if they got there first. It doesn't matter if they were more qualified. It didn't matter if in the world's eyes, they were the one for the job. The Lord says, it is you. That very thing that he has planned, there's no one else that can fit into your calling. There's no person that holds the key to your destiny, but it is in the hands of the Lord. And I wanna encourage you tonight, if you have been going through discouragement about what your future will look like or a promise that God gave your family that you have not seen come to pass. The Lord is reminding you tonight, it is you. You are the curse breaker. You are the one who's going to break every generational curse that has come before you. You are the one who is going to lead your family into victory. You are the one who is going to buy a house in San Diego for the first time. You are the one that's going to go to college. You are the one that's going to have a baby when the enemy told you that it's never going to happen. God says, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. Do not let the lies of the enemy the lies of those people, those hurt people in our past rob us from believing and standing and declaring that every promise of God is yes and amen. Every promise that God has given us will come to pass in our life. And we're the one 
There's a unique calling, there's a unique assignment and a destiny that is yours and yours alone. Nobody's gonna take it from you. Nobody's gonna get in line in front of you. Nobody's gonna hide you up in an attic somewhere where God is gonna overlook you, but God sees you tonight. He sees everything that you have been wrestling with. He sees the doubt, he sees the unbelief, he sees the pain, and he's chosen you tonight. And there's one last clip that I wanna watch, and this is the very key to stepping into everything that God has for us. So Cinderella obviously joins the prince. They're about to leave to go to the palace and we'll roll clip number five. I forgive you. number five, I forgive you. So I would like to just invite you to stand to your feet as we go into this last point and a little bit of ministry time, because I really believe that there's some of us because of the legitimate things that we've walked through. There's nobody in this room saying it's not real or you shouldn't have felt the way you felt, but because of some of the pain and the things that you've walked through in your past, there has literally been a ceiling over your life. And every time you've tried to step into that next thing, every time you've tried to experience the goodness of God or go to those places that he's promised you, you felt trapped, you felt that blockage. I hear the spirit of the Lord tonight asking us to release forgiveness to those people that have hurt us in our life. And I know this is an unconventional ending to a fairy tale, but this is literally the biggest line that the enemy will tell us is that, you know, if we forgive them, then it makes what they did okay, where it releases them and says that it's okay that they did that to us. But actually we know this, we've heard this a million times, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to suffer and die. It only blocks us, it only hurts us, it only wounds us and locks us out of every good thing that God has for us. And so I just want you to just close your eyes and bow your heads in this place tonight. And some of us, you need to forgive people some of us, you need to forgive yourself for some mistakes that you've made or choices that you've made that have steered you off course, that maybe affected your family or affected your future and you feel like all hope is lost. But I believe tonight as we release forgiveness, as we release the forgiveness and, and we release ourselves from the bondage of bitterness and unforgiveness towards our past, I believe God is gonna give us uh, just new dreams, new visions. He's gonna open up our eyes to see the things that he has for us in the future. And so I just want, if there's anybody in this room that feels like you need to release forgiveness, I just want you to come to the front. I want you to come to the front. The altar is gonna be open. I promise you there's gonna be many people in this room that you feel like you have been trapped in a place of unforgiveness and it has been blocking you out of your destiny, out of experiencing relationship, out of experiencing friendship, out of experiencing even a financial breakthrough. There have been situations in business, in friendships, in romantic relationships, even in your marriage that have locked you out of the very destiny and the very place that God has for you. I wanna pray for you tonight, don't be shy. I love what Marco says, he says, if you stay where you, if you stay in your seat, you stay where you are. 
So I wanna invite you to come to the altar tonight and we are gonna break every lie. We are gonna break every negative thing that the enemy has spoken over you. We are gonna go to work right now with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he is our counselor. He's the one who counsels us. We don't have to go through 10 years of counseling. We can come to one moment on the altar in the very presence of God and watch how he'll heal us. God, I just thank you tonight for every person on this altar. God, I thank you for every precious person that has a calling and a destiny and that things are about to get really good in their life. God, because of this courageous decision tonight. And so right where you're standing, I want you with your own voice, you can say it quietly to yourself. I want you to just begin to release the people that have hurt you. I want you to begin to say, God, I forgive so-and-so. God, I forgive this person. God, I forgive myself. God, I forgive my parents. I forgive those people in my life that didn't see me, that wounded me with their words and their actions that betrayed me. God, I release them tonight in the name of Jesus. We release every person who has spoken words of death over us tonight and I break every word curse over your children tonight. God, I break every curse that the enemy would wanna come and torment them with and block them out of the purposes of God. Lord, we break its power tonight. We might remember the moment, but the moment is no longer gonna hold us. We will no longer be oppressed by the things of our past, by the pain of our past. But God, I thank you tonight that you are releasing healing, God, into every heart, into every story. God, you are the, the God who can go back in time. God, you don't exist in time. You can go back to those places of our past where the moment happened. And Lord, I pray tonight we'd have a vision of you standing by us us. God, I thank you for the restoration, God, that you're doing in every heart tonight. God, I pray tonight a quick work in the name of Jesus. God, a quick work that you would expedite the work of God in the name of Jesus. God, that one moment in your presence can undo years of torment, years of grief, years of pain as we release forgiveness in this place tonight. God, I pray you would do what only you can do. God, I thank you that you are rewriting destinies as we pray tonight on this altar. God, you are flipping the script. What the enemy meant for evil, we declare God is using it for good in this very hour. Watch what God is about to do. Just like that day that I began to believe that I would be reconciled into a relationship with my dad, and the next day he called me. The next day he texted me. The next day God stirred his heart and he restored our relationship. There is nothing too hard for the Lord tonight. So I want you to just begin to go back into this song of worship as we pray tonight. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.